Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just want to praise you and thank you, Lord, for this morning, oh, Father. Bless your people on this morning, Father, as they prepare themselves, oh, Father, for this day. Go before them, oh, Lord, and give them favor, Father, with man. Move obstacles out of their way, oh, Lord. Father, I pray that they will have great success, Father God, in their businesses, on their jobs. Most of all, great success in their spirit and their soul, Lord. Father, bring healing to the body of Christ. Bring healing, Lord, and awareness of your imminent return. As we prepare our hearts for the King's return, Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you illuminate our hearts, that you will write your word upon the table of our heart, that we would be doers of your word, doers of the word, O oh Lord. 
and not hearers only. Fathers, give us understanding of what that means. Thank you, Yahweh. Give us understanding, Father. Illuminate our hearts and our minds that we may comprehend, Father, what your word is truly saying. Father, that we will be kingdom-minded people. Father, preparing ourselves for the king's return. Father, because this is not our home. We thank you for the word on today, O Lord, that we, Father, are not ignorant of your will. And that we know the importance of knowing your will, O Lord. Father, as we continue on in this series, knowing your voice. Father, open up the eyes of our understanding that we may comprehend and understand what the Spirit is saying to us individually as believers, O Lord. We thank you for your word on today, O Lord, and we ask, O Father, that you would speak to us throughout the day what your divine will is for our lives. We want your divine will. Father, develop in us the mind of Christ. That we will have the mind, the same mind that Christ had, O Lord. And that comes through reading your word, O Lord, that he he did your will, O Father, even to the death of the cross. Lord, we humble ourselves before your mighty presence. That we cannot, Father, even live this Christian life without your assistance, without your help. We fail every time, O Lord. And how do you break the cycle of repeated behavior? is to repent to yield completely to the Holy Spirit but most of all is to repent to be baptized in water and the Spirit and to truly be born again filled and sealed with the Holy Spirit How to break the cycle is to know the will of God for your life. To know the will of God is to read his word, to know his word, and to allow him to work salvation in your soul. How to break the cycle. We must first yield, O Lord. We must humble ourselves. And we must admit that we're helpless without you, Father. We must confess our sins before you. 
We must believe, O oh Father, that you have forgiven us. We must forgive our offenders. We must forgive those who have hurt us in the past. As well as those that will hurt us in the future. We must yield and surrender all, O oh Father, unto you, unto your control. And this is what breaks the cycle. Many, hallelujah, Father, are not born again. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Lord, that you give us understanding that we may go forth, O oh Father, and preach the true gospel of Yeshua HaMashiach. That we won't be a people that come up with all these schemes and gimmicks to draw men to ourselves. But Father, that the Holy Spirit would speak through us to draw men unto you, O Lord. To break cycles, O Father, in our lives is simply to yield to you. To hand over complete control. Teach us how to do that, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of your Son, Yeshua, Hamashiach, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, good morning to you, beloved. Good morning to you. Hallelujah. Welcome to Women of Grace, a voice in the wilderness. Once again this morning. You know, the Lord is faithful. The Lord is good. And he is worthy to be praised, beloved. You know me, we may not all the time get things right and things in right order. But thank God that he said in his word that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Glory to God. I'm sorry, beloved. I have an awful cough. Hallelujah. And it's like it's deep down in my throat. Glory to God. But we're going to get on into our lesson. Hallelujah. Which is, hallelujah. The importance of knowing God's will. The importance of knowing God's will. We're actually in chapter 3 of Knowing the Voice of God a manual from Harvest Time International Institute Glory to God and and we are on was talking about the title was The Will of God Knowing the Will of God we have already discussed what the will of God is. Now we are talking about the importance of knowing the will of God for our lives. One, why is it so important for us to know the will of God? Why is it so important? One, it determines our, dest our eternal destiny. 
it it, it determines our et- eternal destiny too. It is the basis of our relationship with God. Three, it provides directions. Four, it provides knowledge of the truth. Six, was that just four? Mm. One, two, three, four. Okay, five. It is commanded that you know his will. Six, it results in doctrinal soundness. Seven, it results in answered prayer. Eight, it brings spiritual blessings. It brings spiritual blessings. Nine, it helps you avoid chastisement. And 10, it results in success. And we're actually on number uh, on point nine. It helps you to avoid chastisement. Chastisement means discipline, reproof, and correction. Those who deliberately turn away from God's revealed will is chastened turn your swords to Deuterometry hallelujah Deuterometry chapter 28 and verse 15 hallelujah also turn your swords to Hebrews chapter 12 hold your place in verse 5 hallelujah glory to your name O Lord hallelujah thank you father please hold beloved Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name. Deuterometry chapter 28, verse 15 reads out the Amplified Bible. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all his commandments, and his statues which I command you this day then all these curses shall come up on you and overtake you he says but if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God being watchful to do all his commandments and his statues which I commanded you this day, then all these curses shall come up on you and overtake you. Let's go on to verse, go all, read all the way down to verse 19. Curse shall you be in the city and curse shall you be in the field. Curse shall you be, shall be your basket and your kidding droth 
Cursed shall be the fruit of your body, of your land, of the increase of your cattle, and the young of your sheep. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall send curses, confusion, and rebuke in every enterprise to which you set your hand until you are destroyed, perishing quickly because of the evil of your doings by which you have forsaken me, Moses and God as one. Well, you have forsaken me. Well, you have forsaken God. And you could go ahead and read the blessings and curses in Deuteronomy chapter 8. But the Lord chastens those whom he loves. Because he loves us. Hallelujah. Here in the Old Testament, the people died when they turned away from the living God. When they went to do their own will, to, to follow their own direction their own desires God destroyed them but after because of Christ and what Christ the Messiah has done he chastens us he allows he allows things to happen in our life to chasten us especially beloved if you're living in sin hallelujah God will discipline you hallelujah and we want to avoid the chastisement of God. Glory to God. Because it doesn't feel good, beloved. Hallelujah. When I was backslidden, when I backslidden, hallelujah, the Lord chastened me. Hallelujah. He chastened me. He allowed a young lady that I was staying with. I happened to um something that happened. It was crazy. It was all the devil, and uh, something had happened. I had came, went back to Chicago. At that time, I was living in Lafayette, and went back to to Chicago. And someone called me and told me that the young lady that I was st staying with stole all my stuff, all of my stuff I had in storage, and I had to put it under her name um, because where she was staying, she wasn't allowed to have anyone living there and receiving mail uh, at her address. So I had to put it under her name and this lady, this young lady, she stole all my things. Everything that I ever had or owned was in my in the storage bin and she took it all. And um that 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 hallelujah that crushed me. Hallelujah. You know the book that I was writing, the manual, the new believers manual that I was writing was on the computer that I had all of that stuff that cannot be replaced was all taken hallelujah because you know this young lady she was on crack you know people that's on heavy drugs like that they would steal kill rob and destroy to fulfill that habit and uh, this young lady Hallelujah. You know, it was a lot of people that was in, you know, her and, and happened to be my boyfriend, so-called boyfriend that claimed that he loved me, conspired against me and took all my things. 
hallelujah everything that I have even um, the wedding dress that the Lord told me to prepare all that was taken and was gone and there was nothing I could do about it because I was in Chicago at the time and that God was chastening me he was disciplining me he allowed the pestilence the evil to come in and attack me um, to discipline me glory to God hallelujah and, and uh, that's why he's delivering and healing me now because when people rob from you when they steal from you it, it leaves a scar a deep scar you, you hallelujah a deep scar and um, it's a lot of things that I went through in Lafayette Indiana and I swore that I would never go back that way again I would that, that I would never touch this my the sole of my feet would never touch the city of Lafayette uh, yet again the city of Lafayette is filled with warlocks and witches that are perpetrating as servants of God. Hallelujah. But we don't want to be chastened by the Lord. God loves those whom he chastens. And I thank God that he loves me. Hallelujah sometimes hallelujah we have to hit rock bottom come God has to remove everything allow the enemy to remove everything from us hallelujah as Job I had a Job experience and it wasn't nothing that I did wrong it wasn't nothing that um, I did except being you know uh, it wasn't nothing that I did in that point uh, uh, in time I was it's a long story beloved how I even ended up with staying with that young lady but it's a long story glory to God people is wicked people in this world and especially those that say that they love you those that's closer that you allow close to you are the ones that the enemy would use to attack you is the people that you allow in your circle are the ones that Satan will use if they, their heart ain't right with God Satan will use them to attack you to, to try to destroy you to hurt you hallelujah and in the Lord what I've been through I'm teaching you now to avoid certain things to guard your heart and in all that, in all the things that I went through in Lafayette, beloved, I did not curse God. If anything, it drew me closer to Him. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 9, we're going to read. Hallelujah. We, it helps us, knowing the will of God helps us to avoid chastisement. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 5 through 9 reason have you completely forgotten the divine word of appeal and encouragement in which you are reasoned with and addressed as sons hallelujah here he's asking have you forgotten that you are a son of God 
my son do not think lightly or scorn to submit to the correction and discipline of the Lord he says do not think lightly of or scorn to submit to the correction and discipline of God I'm telling you beloved I submit it hallelujah I submit it nor lose courage and give up and faint when you are reproved or corrected by him hallelujah I submitted to God's discipline beloved I submitted to it because I was the one that opened doors for the enemy to attack and he attacked through my family a lot of people think that it was because of a man no he 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 attacked using my children because they were the closest thing to me hallelujah he they were the closest thing that I had held precious in my heart glory to God and he used them to attack to attack me to hurt me hallelujah he used I knew that I had enemies in Lafayette at that time my dad died and I was trying I was calling myself escaping from someone ended up in Lafayette it's, like I said it's a long story but God disciplined me and I accepted it because I did not move without seeking his will first I didn't ask him if it was his will that was mistake number one mistake number two I did not continue to ask him his will I mean, matter of fact he told me to pack my things and go back to Chicago hallelujah and I didn't mistake number two and mistake number three I brought someone with me that I should not have so therefore God allowed what he allowed to discipline me to correct me and it, and it changed my life a lot of people think that it changed me for the no when I told somebody that I've changed they, they you should, oh man you should have uh, you should have saw beloved how the Christians attacked me the ones that claim and said that they love me it, it hallelujah it just it, it did something to me hallelujah and God is in the process of healing me when we step out of God's will we are chastened because he loves us he says and have you completely forgotten the divine word of, of appeal and encouragement in which you are reasoned with and addressed as sons my son do not think lightly or scorn to submit to the correction and discipline of the Lord nor lose courage and give up and faint when you are reproved or corrected by him for the Lord corrects and disciplines everyone whom he loves and he punishes even scored scorns every son whom he accepts and welcomes to his heart and cherishes the Lord chastened me because he loves me 
Hallelujah. And I accept that. Because I was wrong. Hallelujah. And he he chastened me. He disciplined me. And I received that. Hallelujah. Job chapter 5 verse 17 says, Happy and fortunate is the man whom God reproves. So do not despise or reject the correction of the Almighty, subjecting you to trial and suffering. He says, Happy and fortunate is the man whom God reproves. If God ain't reproving you, hallelujah. You know, people, we do things to people. Hallelujah. It it amazed me. And I put it on my Facebook page. How people can say mean and evil and wicked things to you. And forget that they said it. That, wow, that's mind blowing. That's how you know as a demonic spirit. Hallelujah. They've forgotten what they have said and what they've done. Glory to God. And I used to ask God, I said, Lord, I would pray, you know, Lord, deal with those that trouble me. Hallelujah. And I'm talking about saints. I'm not talking about the lost. I'm talking about those that know the Lord. And, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking that God is not dealing with them. Hallelujah. But we have to be sons and daughters for God to deal with us. Hallelujah. Sons and daughters. And um, to this day, uh, uh, individual in the Lord hallelujah still say they're here to go they're, God is talking to them but yet God has not yet talked to them about the things that they have done to people hallelujah God chastens those whom he loves here at jo- uh, Job chapter 5 Verse 17 says it. Let's continue. Or let's look at us, uh, Proverbs. We're going to look at some other scriptures. Let's finish Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, we're on verse 7. You must submit to and endure correction for discipline. God is dealing with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not thus train and correct and discipline? You know, there are some children in the homes where they are favored and not disciplined. Hallelujah. It is some children in the home that are favored. And those are the ones that that are not disciplined. That's the kind of home that I grew up in. I was disciplined and dealt harshly with about everything my brothers and sisters did. Hallelujah. It was my fault if they didn't do their chores. It was my fault. Hallelujah. My my twin sister and my little sister, they didn't get disciplined like I got disciplined. 
if they did and hey I must have been blind stupid and crazy because I didn't see it they didn't get weapons like I did hallelujah and we should never hallelujah separate and divide our children like that hallelujah we should treat them all the same on the same level but many homes hallelujah many brothers and sisters are divided and broken because of that because one was favored above the other one was more important above the other and it brought division between between the families between the brothers and the sisters between the siblings but if we are in Christian homes we are to treat each child hallelujah and discipline each child evenly there should be no specials specials shouldn't even be in our um, vocabulary when it comes to our, our children our offspring because we love them we will correct them the word the word says in Proverbs that the word says in Proverbs that you actually hate your child when you don't correct them, when you don't discipline them. Because you're setting them up for destruction when they get older. And that's, you know, this younger generation that we have now is with babies, actually children raising children. And, and we see the result of it today. They, they weren't trained, they weren't disciplined, they were allowed to run havoc run and do whatever they want to do and foolishness is in the heart of a child children need they need discipline they need guidance and when that is not given this is what you, this is the result that you see today in our younger generation hallelujah verse uh, he says verse 7 you must submit to and endure correction for discipline God is dealing with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not thus train and correct and discipline? Now if you are exempt from correction and left without discipline in which all of God's children share, then you are illegitimate offspring and not true sons at all wow now that's mind blowing let's read it again verse 8 he says now if you are exempt from correction and left without discipline in which all of God's children share then you are illegitimate offspring and not true sons at all. That's self-explanatory. Hallelujah. That's self-explanatory. If you're not being disciplined, hallelujah, if you're not being corrected for sin in your life, then you're illegitimate. You're not a son of God at all you're not one of his offspring at all this is what it's saying you have sin in your life beloved 
You've done wicked to people and have not repented, went back and, and asked for forgiveness the proper way to those individuals. That's wickedness to them. You sin against them. Hallelujah. That's sin in, in your life. And God doesn't deal with you concerning that. He doesn't discipline you or correct you. Here it says that then you, you are, you're illegitimate. You're not even his offspring. You're not a true son or daughter of God. That's what that's, that verse is saying. Now that's wow. Hallelujah. With my grandchildren. I don't just get on one of them. I get on both of them and I tell them. Hallelujah. Because I love them. And every time something goes wrong. They come running and telling me. To the point I'm now starting to say. Don't you. Don't you know. Is another the other little girl that lives here with us. They come tell me about something that she didn't done. Her mom is here upstairs in her room doing her thing. I said, don't she have a mother? Go and tell her mother. You know, I had to tell them the other day. She came telling me something about what she was doing. And I had to tell my granddaughter the other day. I said, this, this, this young child is not even mine. This, this is not my granddaughter. She has a mother that's upstairs. You two are my grandchildren. I'm concerned about you. I'm not saying that I'm not concerned about this little girl. But when the mother's here. The mother needs to discipline her. Because I'm not her grandmother. Hallelujah. And I discipline my grandchildren. Because I love them. I want them. Hallelujah. To be. Uh, 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 good citizens. Not out here committing crimes, not out here on drugs, doing all kind of crazy stuff. To teach and to train them. They said train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's older, he will not depart from it. Hallelujah. I thank God for my mom. Hallelujah. Even though she was kind of rough on the disciplining side. But you know what, beloved? It, it kept me from a lot of doing a lot of stupid stuff. Because I was scared to death if my mother found out. I was too scared to do stuff. It kept me from doing a lot of things. Hallelujah. Ending up in a lot of situations and a lot of places. We need to learn to discipline our children. Here it says that God disciplines his sons and his daughters. And if you have been exempt from correction and left without discipline. Here it says that you are not even one of God's own. Verse 9. Moreover, we have, an earthly, we have earthly fathers who discipline us and we yield to them and respected them for training us. Shall we not much more cheerfully submit to the Father's spirits and so truly live? I learned and grew to respect my mother. Hallelujah. Back when I was being raised, uh, it wasn't no such thing as sitting down talking. A child, hallelujah, was supposed to stay in a child's place. 
when we got when I got when we got trouble I mean I got in trouble for my brothers and sisters stuff that they were doing now if I was doing stuff and I don't recall it hallelujah but I would get whipped with extension, extension cords telephone cords we had a whipping a weeping willow tree outside we had to go out there and get one of those switches they call them switches I, I, it was rare that I got whipped with a belt. It was always something extension. <laughs> I got whipped because I fell on a nail outside playing. I got whipped for that. I got whipped for things that my my twin did. Hallelujah. One day she cut her hair. Mom came home, seen it. Guess what mom did? She cut mine. And I had long, pretty hair. I went through a lot during my childhood. Hallelujah. And it, it, it put fear in my heart towards my mom. A lot of people felt that I was rebellious. No, I, I was just quiet. I feared my mother. Hallelujah. I respected my mother. Up until the day that she died, I respected her. I would never, she would be cussing and fussing. I would never respond back to her in anger. Whereas for my the other ones, would disrespect her. Hallelujah. You know, and... And it got to the point, Father, I'm telling you, the Lord did not deliver me from Chicago because of my mom. My mom didn't do anything. It, it was who I was living with. The, it was crazy. I, hallelujah. But I thank God for his discipline, disciplining me. Hallelujah. The enemy, hallelujah, will get angry because he knows that God loves you. Glory to God. Let's go to, um, okay, we read Hebrews chapter 5. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, uh, verse 11 and 12 reads, My son, do not despise or shrink from the chastening of the Lord, his correction by punishment or by subjection to suffering or trial. Neither be weary of or impatient about or loath or abhorred his reproof. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Even as a father corrects the son whom he delights. Revelation chapter 3 verse 19 reads, Those whom I dearly and tenderly love, I tell, I tell their faults and convict and convince and reprove and chasten I discipline and instruct them so be enthusiastic and in earnest and burning with zeal and repent changing your mind and attitude hallelujah sometimes beloved things happen in our life because we opened the door. 
and God will use he will turn that thing around to work for your good what the devil means for evil he will work it out for your good he will allow Satan to discipline he will use Satan as a tool to discipline you believe it or not he will use Satan as a tool to discipline you this is why he says don't 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 get discouraged hallelujah don't get upset don't get frustrated because of the trials or tribulations that you're going through because God is using it as a means to discipline and instruct you a lot of people do not understand that today instead they cry to God get them out of it I learned a long time ago that when whenever you're going through trials I learned this from um, his name was Pastor Watson whenever you're going through trials instead of crying asking God to deliver you ask him what you what he wants he's what he's trying to teach you in that trial what do you want me to learn in this trial Lord search your heart first things don't just happen with uh, without a reason behind it they happen for a reason Job was persecuted because God exalted him before Satan if you really truly read the story right Job was persecuted because God exalted Job before Satan Satan put forth a challenge Job didn't do anything wrong and all that what Job went through he did not curse him not one time but there was things in his heart Job's heart Job felt that he was self-righteous he was righteous and all he went through he did not curse God but Job found out something about himself hallelujah trials come to reveal to correct and to strengthen us in our Christian walk hallelujah many of us think that we are so righteous that we're we're exempt from the enemy we walk so proudly and boastly and if we do not repent beloved God is going to allow the enemy to chasten you many of us think that we have arrived and we have not as long as we are living on this planet earth we have we we are targets to the enemy the Bible said that Satan left Jesus for a season of tempting him he didn't say that he left him forever he left him for a season but he came back every time he came back he was using the Sadducees and the Pharisees because the Sadducees and the Pharisees were following their father the devil doing the work of their father the devil and Jesus pointed that out to them they didn't see it 
He said, you are of your father, the devil. Satan was using them to persecute Jesus. They had a murderous heart. They had hatred, I mean literal hatred in their heart. And that was Satan. You will be persecuted because you're doing good. You know evil don't like good. Evil has never liked good. You could be generally by nature a good person. And you know darkness will see that as Cain and Abel. If you read the Bible correctly, you will see a lot of things in there that that resemble us. Hallelujah. But God chastens the son and the daughter whom he loves. And if you are being chastened by God, that's a good thing. Don't look at it as being a bad thing. Ask the Lord to show it, show you what it is that he wants you to see. It may be a hidden sin that you have not repented of. He may be teaching you patience with other people. Hallelujah, because the body of Christ like a whole lack, they lack patience. He may be teaching you patience. Hallelujah. It's something that he's teaching you. And until you ask him, you'll never know. This is knowing the will of God. It's important to know the will of God. We don't go through trials just because. Sometimes, hallelujah, things happen. Life deals us a bad hand. Glory to God. And when we, uh, we encounter our brothers and sisters that are going through the trial, we should never think, we should never presume anything. Presumption is a sin. You know, a lot of people presumed, hallelujah, that I did something. When, when, um, when I became homeless, they assumed that I was strung out on drugs. A lot of people, hallelujah, assume, especially my family, they assume because they didn't see me. I didn't come around. They assumed that I was on the street prostituting people. When I was at home minding my own business, going to church in the word of God. And this is the rumor that people in my family has spread about me. And they think I don't know it. Because I did not, I chose, I mean, as a child, I was verbally, physically, mentally abused. So as an adult, why would I stay around y'all? Why would I even fellowship with you all when you all have this mindset on continually speaking evil against me? Why would I want to fellowship with you all? Hallelujah. You know, presumption is a sin. But we should never assume anything about anyone why they're going through what they're going through because we truly don't know. God knows, though. 
We should pray for them in love that the Lord will strengthen them as they're going through. Strengthen them. Father, it was this lady, hallelujah. It was this lady that she's homeless and she's at the job and uh, uh, she, she, hallelujah. I don't know why, how she got in the situations that she in. I don't know why, how she ended up homeless or any of that. I don't know. She's an elderly lady, and um, you can see, you can see that she's real sick because her her legs are swollen. I mean, they big and swollen. She refused to go to the doctor, you know. And I would speak to her and I would minister to her in love. Waiting for God to give. I see her again. Waiting for God to give me an opportunity. Or open the door where I could talk about Jesus to her. My prayer. I've been asking God to teach me how to be a fisher of men. Teach me how to be a fisher of men Lord. You know. Then the Lord placed in my heart. To get me some cards made. With uh, the the uh, the ministry, uh, the broadcast uh, chat uh, station webpage address, and a number where they can call if they need prayer. The Lord is beginning to expand me. He's healing me. He's expanding me. I'm, he's bringing me out of my shell. Because the things that I went through, beloved, it caused me to go deep, deep, deep down deep into my shell because people are evil well, hallelujah people are evil beloved and some of them wear a cloak of, of Christianity on them and if we don't guard our heart if we don't hallelujah seek the Lord and know his will we're, hallelujah we end up being in situations that we shouldn't have been in to begin with Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 3 verse 19. He says those whom dearly and tenderly love. I tell their faults and convict and convince and reprove and chasten. I discipline and instruct them. He said God. He said, this is God talking. This is Jesus talking. He says those whom he dearly and tenderly love. He tells them their faults and convicts them. And convince and reprove and chasten them so that they will repent. So God does tell them their faults. The point of it is, are they listening? He will tell them. Now, Sister Rose, you know that you shouldn't have said that out your mouth to your sister. But if we have a heart and enough heart, we will not hear God's voice. If we if we have sin in our lives, you know God will not hear our prayers and He won't talk to us. God is talking to us. He's knocking on the door of our heart, wanting to come in and sup with us. And then there's another God in the world that is speaking as Satan. We're going to get on that later. That portrays itself as God. But here in Revelation chapter 3 verse 19 it says that the Amplified that God tells them their faults. He tells you your faults. He convinces you. He reproves and chastens you so that you can repent. 
to have a change of mind to have a change of heart also Jesus also warned in Luke chapter 12 verse 47 and that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself neither did according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes now Jesus is not going to beat us but he, he will correct us I thank the Lord for correcting me I thank him for chastising me I thank him for reproving me because it brought me back to him it brought me to repentance it brought me back to him hallelujah knowing God's will is a serious matter for those who desire to live the abundant life and avoid chastisement knowing his will in result it also results in success one of the instructions given to Joshua when he assumed leadership of the nation of Israel was to keep the commandments of God and walk in his ways if he did this Joshua had this guarantee Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 God made a promise to Joshua that if he would do his will let's let's read from um God made a promise to Joshua let's read all the way to verse 1 to verse 8 he says in Joshua chapter 1 verses 1 to verse 8 it reads after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord the Lord said to Joshua son of Nun Moses minister hallelujah Joshua was an example Joshua was an example of the warrior of Jesus the warrior side of Jesus Joshua was bold he was confident he is the other side of Jesus Joshua Joshua hallelujah verse 2 Moses my servant is dead so now arise take his place God was speaking audibly to Joshua he says go over this Jordan you and all this people into the land which I am giving to them the Israelites every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread that have I given to you as I promised Moses from the wilderness and this Lebanon to the great river Ephrates all the land of the Hittites Canaan and to the great Mediterranean Sea on the west shall be your territory no man should be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses so shall I be with you I would not fail you or forsake you be strong confident and of good courage for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them only you be strong and very courteous that you may do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go there was a condition 
to the promise that God was given Joshua. And the condition was that he did, would not depart, hallelujah, from the book of the law. That he would not depart from the book of the law. Hallelujah. That he would not turn to the right or to the left. There were some conditions that Joshua had to follow. Verse 7, only you be strong and very courteous that you may do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. There are commandments in the New Testament, beloved. That's why we should need to read the New Testament. There are commandments in the New Testament. Hallelujah. That we are to keep and to do. He says, only be strong and very courageous that you may do according to all the law. He's telling us, be strong, be courageous that we may do according to all that's in the New Testament, all the commands that Christ has spoken, that he used the apostles to write, that we may be blessed and that we may prosper. We are to be doers of the word of God. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. We must do according to all that is written in the, the Bible. For, new, for the under the new covenant believers... We are to do all that is written in the New Testament. The Old Testament is our example. Hallelujah. Proverbs and Psalms, we are to do. But we're no longer under the sacrificial law, beloved. We're no longer under the sacrificial law. Christ came and he gave his life once and for all for the sins of the world and the sins of man. His blood has covered our sins, past, present, and future. Well, does that mean that we do not keep the commandments, the Ten Commandments? No, we are to keep the commandments. For under the new covenant, God has written the commandments upon our hearts, in our minds. Hallelujah. Verse, uh, how far was you supposed to go? Uh, verse 8 we were supposed to go to. But he says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Hallelujah. Here they have a commentary for this. He says, this is the only place in the early English version where the word success is found. 
The secret of success is given in verses 5 through 9. Joshua accepted Moses' place of leadership without misgiving. God's will for him was his will, and he did not hesitate. What it says, you hear that? He said Joshua accepted Moses' place of leadership without misgiving. God's will for him was his will. He yielded his will to God. Oh, yes, Lord, thy will be done. And he did not hesitate. To go all out for God was already habitual with him. To go all to go to go all out for God was already habitual with him. It was already a habit with him. Hallelujah. It is the unfailing prerequisite of eternal success. Deuteronomy chapter 3, chapter 6, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. Hear therefore, O Israel, and be watchful to do them, that it may be well with you, and that you may increase exceedingly. As the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, the only Lord. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your mind and heart and with your entire being and with all your might. Hallelujah. He says the prerequisite of eternal success is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 through 3 reads, Blessed, happy, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable, is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk. Hallelujah. You know that um you know that those people that call this call on the name of the Lord can be ungodly people. Because they have sin in their life, they have a wicked heart. They can be, they can be ungodly, hallelujah. But we still need to know the voice of God, on who to get instructions from, hallelujah. Who to receive counsel and instruction from, because people's advices can get you in a lot of trouble if it's not a godly advice, hallelujah. Their plans and purposes nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, and on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and night. And he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. 
its leaf also shall not fade or wither and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity not so the wicked those disobedient and living without God are not so but they are like the chaff worthless dead without substance which the wind drives away hallelujah this is unfailing prerequisite of eternal success is to give our all to God habitually not to continue to live habitually in sin but to live solely to God hallelujah but we must also understand beloved that Satan also blesses the wicked to keep them deceived hallelujah Luke chapter 10 verse 25 through 28 reads and then a certain lawyer arose to try test tempt him talking about Jesus saying teacher what am I to do to inherit everlasting life that is to partake of eternal salvation in the Messiah's kingdom hallelujah this is Jesus the speaking you guys this is in the New Testament and it's a lesson here to be learned he says Jesus said to him verse 26 what is written in the law in the law how do you read it and he replied you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself hallelujah and Jesus said to him you have answered correctly do this and you will live enjoy active blessed endless life in the kingdom of God how do we uh, how do we inherit eternal life beloved verse 27 tells you how a lot of people would like to like to say and teach that the law was nailed to the cross then if the law was nailed to the cross then we we don't have to love the Lord thy God with all our heart mind soul Jesus replied to this young man he the young man said teacher what am I to do to inherit eternal life that is to partake of eternal salvation in the Messiah's kingdom Jesus said to him what is written in the law how do you read it 20, verse 27 and he replied you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself this is how we obtain eternal life see because when you love in the Lord with all your soul with all your heart with all your strength with all your mind you're going to be like Job that eschews evil because it's wrong 
and we are to love our neighbors as we do ourselves do you hate yourself some of us love ourselves too much that we become selfish there must be a balance it's a balance to everything when you love the Lord God with all your heart with all your strength with all your soul with all your mind you're not you're not going to have a desire to live for the world you're not going to have a desire to sing for the world but you're going to have a desire to sing glory to God you're not going to have a desire to play your instruments for the world but you're going to have a desire to play your instruments for God when you truly have a love in your heart for the Lord God Almighty hallelujah and I know some of you all often heard that saying about brothers and sisters hallelujah living a life of sin but I know they love the Lord no they don't because if they did they would they would keep his commandments Jesus said that if you love me you will keep my commandments when you love somebody you don't want to hurt them because love does his brother no harm you don't want to hurt them you don't want to disappoint them Hallelujah! You want to please them. You want to make them happy. When you truly love someone with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. That's how I loved my husband. How I loved God. Hallelujah. When you really truly love someone, beloved we have a misconception of what love is we have a misconception of what real love is God wants us to love us love him deeply and intimately hallelujah I can't sit up and say that when I was in my back slitting condition I can't say sit up and say that I love God because I didn't hallelujah I didn't want to do the things that I was doing I didn't want to live in sin I didn't want to fornicate hallelujah then the realization came to me if you love God you will not do these things I said yes this is true so I repented and I turned back to God because I love him because I didn't want to continue to hurt him to make him sad hallelujah because I was fornicating glory to God Psalms chapter 1 verse 3 reads again and he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water ready to bring forth its fruit in its season its leaf also shall not fade or wither and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity Psalms also records that a man walking in God's way will be successful and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper.
in a world filled with failure and defeat, knowing and doing the will of God is the secret to successful living. Knowing and doing the will of God is the secret to great success in living. Hallelujah. The proper motivation. You should be motivated to do God's will because you love him. Love desires to please the object of that love. Love desires to please the object of that love. John chapter 14 verse 15 read, If you love me, keep my commandments. John chapter 14 verse 21 reads, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. John chapter 14 verse 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, If any man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. In order to keep the words of Yeshua Jesus, we must read the word of Yeshua Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, hallelujah, of what he said. Glory to God. Jesus was concerned about doing the will of God, beloved. The Apostle Paul placed great emphasis on the will of God. Hallelujah. Let us turn our sword to Acts. I'm sorry. Romans chapter 1 verse Romans chapter 1 and verse 10. Paul, the apostle Paul placed a great emphasis on the will of God. Also turn your place to Romans chapter 15 verse 32. We're getting ready to close up at the end of this chapter. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1 verse 10 read I I keep pleading that somehow by God's will I may now at last prosper and come to you Romans chapter 15 verse 32 so that by God's will I may subsequently come to you with joy with a happy heart and be, and be refreshed by the interval of rest in your company Paul always sought the will of God he says it's so that by God's will in both verses in both instances of scripture 1st Corinthians let's go to 1st Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 1 also 1st Corinthians chapter 4 verse 19 1st Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 19 hold your place there 1st Corinthians chapter 1 verse 1 read Paul summoned by the will and purpose of God to be an apostle special messenger of Christ Jesus and our brother so thesis and so and another brother hallelujah he says Paul summoned by the will and purpose of God Paul was called by God to be an apostle 
to be a special messenger of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles and to his fellow brothers of the Jewish people. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 19 reads, But I will come to you and shortly, if the Lord is willing, if the Lord is willing, and then I will perceive and understand not what to talk of these puffed up and arrogant spirits amount to, but their force, the moral power and excellence of soul they really possess. Let me go up to verse 18 so we can understand. Hallelujah. He says, Some of you have become conceited and arrogant and pretentious, counting on my not coming to you. See, because if Paul, if God would have released Paul to go and deal with what was going on in the church of Corinth it wouldn't have been nothing nice Paul had no problem at rebuking he had no problem with correcting hallelujah he did the will of God Paul had a desire to do a will of God the will of God he had a zeal for God now he goes on to say in verse 19, but I will come to you and shortly if the Lord is willing. He didn't just say I was going to come to you shortly and then moved on and then I will perceive and understand not what the talk of these puffed up and arrogant spirits about you. He said if the Lord wills. Paul understood that he what the book of Proverbs said that it is not within man himself to lead to guide his own steps Paul understood the will of God we need to understand the will of God and because I did not understand the will of God beloved hallelujah I allowed a suffering persecution and torment in my life during those those years of me away from God because I did not know his will go to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 1 I'm sorry verse, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 7 also turn your sword to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 1 1 Corinthians 16 verse 7 reads for I am unwilling to see you right now, just in passing, but I hope later to remain for some time with you, if the Lord permits. If the Lord permits. Paul was hoping to remain with them in Corinth, but it was only according to the will of God if the Lord permitted it. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 1 Paul an apostle a special messenger of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy our brother to the church assembly of God which is at Corinth and to all the saints the people of God throughout Asia most of Greece. 
Paul was called according to God's will, according to God's plan, according to God's purpose. Those three years in the desert, hallelujah, in solitary, Paul spent, he spent under the teaching and leading of God. Jesus, I believe, came and fellowshiped with him during that time. He had a zeal for the word of God. He already knew the word of God. And I believe that Jesus came to expound and broaden his understanding in those things, those three years when he was isolated. Because the word of God said he did not go unto the apostles first. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 1 hallelujah Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1 Colossians chapter 1 and verse 1 if you notice that each one of these scriptures deal with Paul being led by God's will he's yielding to the will of God here in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1 it reads Paul an apostle special messenger of Christ Jesus the Messiah by the divine will the purpose and the choice of God to the saints the consecrated set apart ones at Ephesians who are also faithful and loyal and steadfast in Christ Jesus this is why it's important beloved as new covenant people we need to uh, we need to study the new covenant law or new covenant teaching of Jesus Christ a lot of people now are rising up against Paul as him being a false apostle I wonder why that is because they're trying to keep people from reading his letters because in the epistles of the apostles and Paul there is instruction there is instruction on how to teach you to be a new covenant born again believer they want you to stay in the Old Testament to keep you blinded but I'm telling you beloved as a new covenant born again believer begin to read the New Testament you would discover things in here that you probably even missed this is our manual for the, 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 the new covenant is our manual for the born again believer the old testament is our example for the born again believer hallelujah but our covenant with the, in the kingdom of God hallelujah you know each government has a book of laws in it for their government to pertain to their government and when citizens uh, when the uh, foreigners come into, into, a diff, into the United States they want to become citizens they have to learn the language they have to learn the laws hallelujah same thing with the kingdom of God all of that is in the New Testament learning about the kingdom of God because Jesus talked about the kingdom of God there's instruction in the new covenant there's, there's things that we must know how to live in a new covenant 
There's things that we must put off ourselves in the new covenant. And if you don't read it, how would you be able to do the will of God? First, first, uh, first uh, Colossians chapter 1 verse 1 says, Paul, an apostle, special messenger of Christ Jesus, the Messiah, by the will of God, and T Timothy, our brother. Hallelujah. Three meanings of the will of God, beloved. Three meanings. His sovereign will, individual will, and moral will. God, sovereign will God's predetermined plan for the universe individual will God's detailed plan for each individual person God the moral will the moral command revealed in the written word of God which teach how we should believe and live he says the moral commands revealed in the word in the written word of God which teach how we should believe and live. God's sovereign will, unaffected by the decisions of man. Individual will, affected by the decisions of man. And moral will, the individual will of God is always in harmony with his moral will. Hallelujah. Well, beloved, that ends... Let chapter 3 in our series of knowing the voice of God from our Harvest Time International Institute studies that, that ends that section and we'll be moving on hallelujah Monday on chapter 4 heading the wrong direction we'll be talking about heading in the wrong direction and many of us are headed in the wrong direction in lesson in chapter uh, four of our um, of our less of our uh, series we'll learn how to distinguish between false and true prophets of God how to define find the word illuminations hallelujah glory to God excuse me glory to God and you don't want to miss this lesson because it's so important we're talking about knowing the voice of God and how to distinguish from the voice of self from the voice of the world and, and from the voice of Satan hallelujah we want to know the voice of God thank you Lord glory to your name oh father we just magnify you and glorify you for this teaching on today and we say thank you father we say thank you Lord for your correction thank you father for correcting me thank you Lord <coughs> for your discipline thank you father because you did not leave me on my own thank you father I thank you Lord father I ask that you bless your people and that they would re-listen to this lesson over again Lord that they may understand hallelujah 
about your chastisement, about your disciplining, Lord, that they may not get discouraged in their trials and in their tribulations and their sufferings. But they know, but that they would know, Father, that all things are working together for their good. Hallelujah. Because they love you, Lord. And because you love them, Lord. It's because you love us, O oh Father, that you discipline us. Thank you, Lord, that we do not turn a deaf ear, hallelujah, to your disciplining. We read, Father, that in Revelation, Father, that you love us and that you would that you would correct us and that you would so show our show us our faults. That you would show us our errors. We read that in Revelation, Father. Lord, show us our faults. Show us our errors. Show us, Father, where we, Father, have hurt someone. Where we have spoken lies against someone or spoken lies to, O oh Lord. Show us our, the wickedness in our hearts. Show the, us the errors of our ways. That we, Father, may not only ask of forgiveness from you, but go to the individual and ask forgiveness from them. Father, that we may be washed clean, O oh Lord, of our ways. Father, we don't want to be a people that become lax date and comfortable in our walk with you, feeling like we have arrived and that we are righteous. Hallelujah, we end up deceiving ourselves. Father, I forgive the church. I forgive the people in each church that I was in. Father, that judged me, that condemned me, that spoke against me, I forgive them right now. I release them in forgiveness, O oh Lord. I forgive, oh Father. I forgive Life Christian Fellowship Church. I forgive them, Lord. I forgive, I forgive Life Church, Lord. In full love and full expression, I forgive, oh Father. Teach us how to forgive those that have hurt us, oh Lord. And to forget. Show us, Father, the, our error. Show us our ways, O oh Lord, that we may repent. Turn, O oh Lord, in the right direction towards you. Help us, Father. Clean us, O oh Lord. Purify us, O oh Father, with his sob. And we shall be white as snow. Change our hearts, O oh Lord. To love you even more, O oh Father. Help us to understand, O oh Father, the true meaning of the word love. That we may be able to walk in it, Father. Many, many fathers say, walk in love, but many of us do not even know the true meaning of the word walk in love. What is love? We take the world's concept of love and and think that that's the love you're talking about and it's not Lord what is love oh father that we may walk in and what it does does it mean to love you what does it mean to love ourselves what does it mean to love our brothers and sisters 
Teach us the true meaning of the word love, O Lord, that we may walk in it. Deliver us from the, the, the world's type of love, O Father, which is selfish love, which is strings attached type of love. Deliver us from the world's type of love, O Lord. Teach us not to say, I love you loosely, Lord God. But when we do say it, that we mean it, O Father. We need to know and understand what love is, O Lord. Your love is. What love you're talking about, Father. In order to walk in it. Because if we knew and understand what your love was for us. And why you discipline us the way that you discipline us. Father, we wouldn't be hurting our brothers and sisters. There would not be strife, bitterness, and jealousy in the body of Christ if we truly understood your love, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for giving us understanding, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Christ the Messiah, we pray. I pray, amen. Well, beloved, I'm sorry, hallelujah. When I talk about love, beloved, We do not have a clear understanding of what love Yahweh was talking about. His love. I may not have liked what I went through. I may not have liked what I suffered. It wasn't it wasn't fun, it wasn't good. But I thank God for disciplining me. I thank him for allowing what happened to happen. Or I would not have ever groaned. Hallelujah. It's because of him and him alone, beloved, that I am here today alive. It's because of him. The Father is faithful and He's just. Hallelujah. To fulfill His will in our lives. But we need to line up ourselves to His will. Thy will be done, Father. Hallelujah. If you have lost your job, Thy will be done, Father. Hallelujah. Someone's coming up against you. Thy will be done. Not my will, but thy will be done. Teach me, O Lord, thy will. Teach me thy precepts. Teach me thy ways. Lead me down a straight path because of my enemies I'll never forget beloved when the prophetess of new wine told me Jackie you have a lot of enemies 
in my mind I didn't hurt anybody I didn't cause anybody to hurt me hallelujah I didn't do anything to anybody and and you know at that time I couldn't understand what she was saying she said you are stronger than what you think you are and that you have a lot of enemies a lot of enemies you know beloved we have both natural and spiritual enemies notice what I said we have both natural fleshly and spiritual enemies and when you fall backslide or make a mistake do you not know that they will manifest themselves to you but I thank God that his will was done I'm a total different person than what I was seven years ago hallelujah because I have a passion for the word of God to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer I saw a lot of things beloved and it, you know the world is going to be the world but I saw things from believers that call on the name of the Lord we need an understanding of what love truly means in God's eyesight not in man's because our love is not his love he said my ways are not your ways nor are my thoughts your thoughts so we need to align ourselves with the will of God when we align ourselves with the will of God then we are no what the love of God truly is and how we are to walk in it the word the 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 most of uh, most of my brothers and sisters in Christ most of us are walking in selfish love we walk we're still walking in the the world's love hallelujah it's time out to find out what the love of God is what it really truly the love of God is you know and when my sister speak against my children I don't say anything because I don't speak against hers that's not my place it is what it is it's God's will being done in their life hallelujah God's will is being done in their life God sees God knows hallelujah and I could judge hallelujah I could, I could be a judge hallelujah I could judge situation I could judge this, their, her children's but I refuse not to do that I, I would not do that But we need to know what love, walking in love truly means, beloved. And most of us are undercover, secret, selfish lovers. Perpetrating that we love you and we don't. Well, beloved, I do love you. Because I will tell you the truth. I will speak the truth to you in love. 
I'm not one of them type of um, ministers or prophets that would see you heading towards a cliff, you living in sin, and I not say nothing to you. Am I loving you? Will I not say, beloved, will I not remind you of what the Word of God says in gentleness? This is what the Word says. Come here, honey, because you're getting ready to fall over a cliff. We truly need to know what the love of God is. Many of us don't. We think we do, but we don't. We don't know what the love of God is, especially towards one another. And that's why I welled up with tears. Because we do not really know what the love of God is. Because if we did, there wouldn't be no bickering. There wouldn't be jealousy. There wouldn't be contentment. There wouldn't be divisions and fighting among us in the body of Christ. If we really knew what God love was. There wouldn't be no competing Hallelujah. There would not be no mimicking. Mimicking other people. We we desire their gift. We want their gift. We want to be like them so we'll tear them down so that we can rise up. Hallelujah. We need to know what the love of God is. Not man's love or their meaning of what love is. Or their concept of what love is. Hallelujah. Well beloved. We're, we're going to meet. Monday. We pick up on Monday. In our study series of knowing God's voice. On Saturday we meet at 10.30 a.m. Pacific time. That is 9. Pacific 10.30 Pacific time that I believe that's 1 1030 1130 Eastern and Central time um, for our Sabbath study in spiritual warfares I, I have to go back and see where we left off at but we'll be picking back up on spiritual warfare on Saturdays well beloved may God bless you may God keep you may God's face shine upon you as you continue to seek his face by sitting at his feet and learning from him until Saturday morning God bless you and Shalom
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.